Blog Talk Radio. edition of the, uh, what is this, the Friday night pajama party. How about that? You got it. I'm one of the hosts, uh, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. I'm swag, darling. How's everybody on a chilly Friday night in the DMV? Pretty good. It's cold out there. I'm chilly. <laughs> it's cold. Yeah. Yeah, it's cold. You stay yeah, I'm trying to be polite with it, but yeah, you're right. It is bone chilling cold. Yeah, you stay out there long enough, you will get frostbit. Sure. Ooh, how you doing, Kel? Can't complain. How about yourself? How about you, Papa? Doing okay. I was a little chilly myself, waiting on some public transportation earlier. I didn't know whether to take off my uh, headphones and pull my hat down over my ears or continue to listen to my music. What do you think? Mm. I think I'd have sacrificed that music because <laughs> it's cold out there. It seemed to myself that that's just me. I can't take the cold like that. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah, you're right about that. No, well, happy, uh, happy Black History Month. Black History Month. Hey. Shortest month of the year. February. Got back around. Time to celebrate the blackness. Keep it, keep on. It is. You celebrating, Kettle? Yes, I am. Yep, I've already started. I got my cocktail. <laughs> Bourbon All cocktail. Right. Mm-hmm. And chilling. Stir my ice and celebrate. Happy Black History Woo! All right, Papa D, what you going to kick us off with tonight? Let's get it going. Uh, let's talk about that guy, uh, what's his name, George Santos, oh. the congressman out of New York. Mm-hmm. Now, you know, how this man got in office with all those lies and all those everything is just so... I can't. It reminds me of the movie Extinguished Gentleman with Eddie Murphy. How he went from being a criminal to running for Congress, you know, and he went around and talked to the ladies, the, uh, I forget what the senior citizen lady was called. I think it was called the Golden Something. Yeah, the Golden they had a Something. Nickname. Silver yeah, he something. went to Silver Foxes. Mm-hmm. And he went around to all, did everything to get up in there, you know. And it just, you know, but that was very fictional. And, but this man is living a real life situation where, and then they act like they can't get rid of him. But how do you not get rid of somebody that lied and and was deceptive the whole time to be a congressperson now? I mean, where are the rules of the game? But see, they're so worried about having that Republican vote 
in Congress that they don't want to budge on it. And then, and then, and I'm, this is two questions I'm gonna throw around the table tonight. And the second part of that is, uh, not only do they want to keep that Republican vote in Congress, but how is it that the Republicans are trying to change the voting laws so much that they just want to win every election hmm. and dispute it if they lose? Does that seem like where things are going? We're changing this, we're changing that, we're changing because we got to, what they're saying is that we got to win every time. You know? Mm-hmm. That's how Trump feels. I can't, if I, if, if I lose, it's rigged. Now, how the hell are we going to ever live, like, how are we going to ever get voting back to normal if people can't, when they lose, just go and sit down? You lost. What happens in golf matches and the Super Bowl next week, right? Either Kansas City's going to win or the Eagles are going to win. Because they'll play all the way to it's over. It could be 4 o'clock in the morning. There's no tie in this game. There's no, you know, after the first yeah. overtime, Southern death overtime, then a tie. That don't happen in the Super Bowl. So I'm just saying all that to say, you know, but the questions I want to kick around is, what do you think about this guy, Santos, just walking in on a bare-faced lie about everything, everything from family to background to education, everything you stand for in life. Now, if you lied about everything you did, then what the hell did you really do? Okay, that's the question. And the second question is, why do Republicans feel like they got to win every time or bitch and complain? What do you think about I, I can respond to the first question. Respond to both of them. Uh, the first question of Santos. Mm-hmm. The man, I mean, he's still being, he's being investigated already. Now they're investigating him over his finances because he did some stuff with a, a GoFundMe account that had to do with somebody's disabled vet, the, uh, the dog or something. The man, I think it was a disabled vet. And his dog was in need of a lot of medical attention. A GoFundMe was started, supposedly by George Santos Foundation for something. But the man says he never got the money. All money, whatever money was raised, he was thinking, okay, good, you know, I'll be able to get my dog the operation or whatever. And he never got this money. Subsequently, the dog died. So when he put that out there about Santos, you know, then, of course, Santos had some lie for that. But, you know, the records and all are there. So there's an investigation for that. So to answer the question, I think that there should be a way, just like they can impeach a president, why can't you impeach a congressperson? So my answer to the question is a question. Why can't they just impeach him? Is that not something that you can do? And if it isn't, it ought to be. Remember I said they're going to lose that vote, though. Well, they should have thought of that right from the beginning when all of the lies started to surface. But they kept just digging deeper and deeper in with him. You know, you can always have a special election because that's what they do. In the event a congressperson passes away while in office, they hold a special election to fill the job. So that's my response to that. And as for why they can't admit when they lose, it's because they're a bunch of big babies. And because they saw their boy Trump play that game, now everybody wants to jump on that wagon. 
Yeah, everybody. What you think, Kettle? Um, I, I'm sorry, but I'm just not fascinated with this guy. I mean, him lying all the time. Why not let's just, just go past him? I mean, Donald Trump, I don't pay no attention to him either. Shit, they just, they just in the way. That's, that's how I feel. They just insignificant. You won't continue to lie about everything about yourself. Uh, apparently, you created this facade or this other person for a reason. You didn't like yourself in the in the beginning, you know, you, the, the your past first self. You know, yeah, I'd rather somebody yeah. be open and honest about um, who you are, and I can gravitate to that. If you gay, straight, or whatever, or, you know, maybe you were alcoholic and you recovered something. Give me something that I can grab to, but continuous lying. I mean, you say one lie, it's going to catch up. <laughs> and keep rolling yeah. like a snowball. Yeah, you done told a bunch um, of lies. Yeah, but uh, they just got rid of um. The, what's the woman's name? I just heard that news not too long ago. They just got rid of her. The uh, young lady with the uh, oh boy, it'll come to me. The Congresswoman. They got rid of her. They and got rid teacher, of. They 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 ousted her out. Oh, okay. We'll find out who that is. Yeah, I will. I didn't hear that one, but now I want to know. Okay. Right, so that's my opinion on that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, yeah, that's, you know, I, I just feel like if people are just straight up lying, I mean, we know politicians have a propensity to lie, but when you lie like this, this something's wrong. It's something just wrong. This man lies like, like every time he opens his mouth. He got another lie coming out. Yeah, he had a past boyfriend of his that said they broke up because he was a pathological liar. Mm-hmm. He's sick, really. You can tell by his whole look that he's just sick. He's got that cartoon-looking face where he thinks that once he clean shaves and put on his little wireframe glasses, it makes him look intelligent, but... You know, he's nothing. Give him three days in a, in a hole by himself and let some of that hair grow on his face and let all that old nasty shit come back. Mm-hmm. Take a look at him then about four days later without shaving. Yeah, that hot and Mhm. All right. Are we, are we, did we beat that enough? Yeah, we beat it up enough. Okay. Let's go on to the rundown. Kev, are you ready? I guess. I was looking to see who was right. ousted out recently. Oh, yeah, did I'm you right. find out? No, I didn't. Uh, I'll bring right. it up later. All right. Okay, then. All right. Go for it. All right. Uh, our end focus tonight is Mass Massachusetts bill allows inmates to swap organs for less prison time. Also, um, you sure that's not a weird news? Anyway, okay. New Jersey councilwoman was shot dead in her car. And also Tyree Nichols' lethal encounter with Memphis Police Update. Our cocktail of the week, um, what's popping with Papa Didi? Uh, of course, we're going to lighten it up with our weird news. Zookeepers say they've solved the pregnant Gibbon mystery. Also, retired woman puts up warning sign outside home. And burglar breaks into a Seattle home and takes baths with all his clothes on. I'm just saying with red wine, the courts are tripping. Living for the City with Papa D, my Hollywood wrap-up, the Kiss It List, and the last word. So sit back, relax, 
get your favorite cocktail, and we'll be back with In Focus. So I was looking over the Cocktail of the Week archives, and we've had so many really great drinks over the past year and a half. We've had our original signature drink called the Pajama Party and a Game Changer, and of course, we have the last word. I like the Revolution. It was Hennessy, lemon and lime juice, agave juice, and bitters with jalapeno slices. Ooh-wee! I like that Crown Royal Flush with the Crown Royal Peach Nazi Cranberry Juice. Oh, yeah. And one of my favorites huh, was the... Uh, Wait a minute, what's it called? The Dutch Mule, yeah, the Dutch Mule with the kettle orange vodka, lime juice, and ginger beer. There are so many to choose from on the apajamaparty.com website. So check out the Cocktail of the Week archives to get the recipes. And you can find out how to make the Cocktail of the Week and sip along with us. Are there instructions there too? Sure they are. Along with pictures of the drink so you know exactly what it's supposed to look like. So what's that y'all got in your glass? This is a boomerang. Uh, well, I got a kinky read on here. And I got the ABS. Get the recipes at www.apajamaparty.com and click on Cocktail of the Week. Cheers! <laughs> All right, welcome back to the John Party. One of your hosts, Papa D. I'm your Hello. And red one. Oh, swag, darling. All right, let's go in focus. Let's get it. Kettle, you're up first. What uh, What are you focused on tonight? Um, uh, I want to just mention the woman's name, Ilhan Omar. She was ousted from a key committee. That's what it was. Oh, okay. Yeah, one of the committees that she really has passion for, you know. Oh, wasn't it the foreign affairs? Yeah, foreign. I think it was foreign affairs or something like that. Yeah, she she was really pissed about that. Okay, that's what it was. She wasn't ousted out completely, just the committee. Yeah, they can't can't give her any. Okay. No, uh uh-uh, they can't do that. (laughs) They can't get rid of your boy that easy, so ain't no I was going to say, if they could get rid of her, they should have got rid of Santos. But anyway, I know that's right. What's, what's your, yeah, Marjorie, all, a whole bunch of. <laughs> what's your in focus tonight? Massachusetts bill allows inmates to swap organs for less prison time. So I've never heard of this, but it sounds crazy. Wow. Um, ethics efforts experts say it's implorative. A new bill proposed in Massachusetts would allow incarcerated incarcerated individuals the option of donating their organs or bone marrow in exchange for reduction in their sentences. The bills also believe the move will expand the state pool of donors and restore bodily anatomy to inmates. But ethics ex- experts say it's potentially explosive and may also be illegal. Explorative, I'm sorry. Um, the bill HD3822 um, which would establish a bone marrow and organ donation program, was introduced uh, late last month by Representative Carlos Gonzalez and Judith Gar- Garcia, both Democrats. Um, it goes on to say, if successful, it would allow those incarcerated in Massachusetts uh, Department of Correction to get their sentence uh, reduced um, anywhere between 60 days and 12 months. Wow in exchange for their bodily offering. 
uh, liver or kidney, among other vital um, body parts. Wow. Um, proponents, proponents of the bill say the program could be a game changer by helping um, to close the gap of roughly 4,000 Massachusetts residents waiting for organ donors in a region that remains without an adequate pathway to facilitate such a transaction. They should just go to another state um, and try to get their organ. I mean, that's crazy. Um, all I say is some crazy white folks. Massachusetts, hey, they figure majority black folks, so we're trying to help these white folks up here get some organs. That's just my take on it. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah, that's what I say. I mean, I think it's huh? fine if you want to give people the option and say, mm-hmm. you know, if you want to do this, but to say, hey, if you do it, you can get a reduced prison sentence. Like what kind of what but kind you, of stuff but you is did, that? Did you hear the time of reduction? Yeah, that little that was sixty that days was like to twelve months. Money. So you sixty might be days to twelve years. months. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. you're gonna give up That's an cool. organ to get mm-hmm. that little bit of time off? A year off, and I can give you my kidney. Yeah, oh, I mean, if you want to go with a crazy program, it should be donate an organ, get out of jail now. Yeah, but you know, like you're definitely you're definitely right on that on that racial makeup of that because you know Massachusetts is uh, lily white, and I think most of these uh, donations of organ is based on blood type and stuff like that. I really don't think, in the majority of cases, the color has anything to do with it. You know, mm-hmm. you know, what I mean, I don't know what it's going to the attitude or the personality based on the race, but uh, that that's. Phew, that's a wild. That's very Mormon. I mean, that that's really that's going to get gross at the wild. That's going to get that's going to get completely reckless because they're going to be it's, at the wild. It's going to go to the highest bidder. I don't think anything's going to be casual. Once they got livers and kidneys and and whatever they whatever they can donate as far as people being alive, that's going to be you know the price is going to go you know supply and demand. So it's not going to be so tamed. You know what I mean? It may be tamed in the beginning, but the hustle is always in, you know? Always. Somebody always comes in with a new hustle. I know mm-hmm. some people in suburban Massachusetts are willing to pay $50,000 for their child's, you know, liver transplant, blah, 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 blah. And there you go. The person in Boston then got, you know. But my question is, what are they, how are they planning to deal with the ongoing medical needs of these donors. That's a good you know, question. Because sometimes you got mm. issues after you make these types of donations. They right. barely can get half decent medical care now. You start mm. cutting on people, taking organs, and now when these guys or these women, if it's women involved too, if the people then end up needing, you know, some kind of medical attention as a result of it, is the state going to pony up for that? You know, mm-hmm. I think they really haven't thought this through. Because this mm-hmm. is some crazy Dr. Frankenstein stuff. Yeah, but the um, the guy, Daniel um, Allen, he's the director of um, the um, ethics and former Massachusetts um, governor uh, candidate. He says organ donation needs to be purely voluntarily. 
So it shouldn't be put into law like, you you know, you guys are saying. Um, You know, if you want a reduction in your sentence, you know, these are the options that you have. If not, then, you know, you should have to stay, you know, wait it out. But, uh, I mean, you know what, If, 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 if they start this in Massachusetts, it may start trickling down to other states and say, oh, hey, sounds like a good idea. I mean, I wonder, mm-hmm. is this a large number of people um, among the other states? You know, Massachusetts is the largest number of people that are waiting for Oregon? Um, I don't think so. Mm-hmm. But um, this is their solution, I guess. This is one way. But, uh, you know, interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. So, so if you see Bill HD 3822, say no to it. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, for real. And yeah. put that guy, that those two people on the kiss it list, those two Congress people, Senator, whatever they are, Carlos, okay. somebody, Gonzalez, and whoever the other one, put them on the kiss it list for even coming up with that bull crap. Sure. All well, right. Judith, Judith Garcia. Mm-hmm. All right, mm-hmm. Papa Didi, you're up next. What's your in focus? Uh, let's see. My my in focus is this, uh, this councilwoman from New Jersey that was shot the other day uh young woman too 30 years old she was a new jersey congresswoman shot dead outside of her home on uh wednesday mm-hmm. and the fbi fbi now investigated now they found this lady her name is um it sounds like it has an african descent it's uh eunice uh de Wamp- de Wamford. eunice de Wamford. she's a 30 year old republican member of the Sayreville. Sayreville is another, you know, county in uh, New Jersey. Sayreville Borough Council. She's on the council of, you know, Sayreville, which is a township like anybody else. And she was in her white Nissan SUV. She had several gunshot wounds close to her townhouse just before 7.30 p.m. on Wednesday. She was pronounced dead at the scene. As a matter of fact, the car must have still been in neutral when she got shot or in drive because once she got shot, the car rolled down the hill from where she lived and ran into another car, so it must have still been in drive. The neighbors told a local CBS news station that they heard two sets of four loud gunshots, so apparently she was shot like eight times after she was shot. Her vehicle rolled down the hill before crashing into parked cars with her body slumped over the wheel. Now... You know, they've been saying, you know, council person, Republican, and all this jazz, but nobody knows what, what what the motive was of this or who killed her, whether it was boyfriend, jealousy, whatever. You know, it seemed like they're just putting a, a political swing on it right now, and I think they need to back off of that and just go into the fact that this woman was murdered. You know, take the whole Republican, you know, and she was a black woman. And uh, so... They look outside and they saw somebody running into the woods, which led to the parkway, the Garden State Parkway. That's the parkway that goes just like up in the DMV area. They got the Beltway. In New Jersey, they got the parkway up there, and that goes all the way from beginning to end. It starts way up top around um, way up there, runs runs all through the top of northern Jersey, and it stops at uh, Cape May. Cape May is the bottom of New Jersey where you cross over the river to go into Delaware. And that's all past Atlantic City and all that stuff. That's, that's the parkway. So we're heading toward the parkway. So a resident told Fox News uh, Digital that police arrived at the scene like minutes after and they saw 
when when they saw the young lady slumped over, they had to break into the car because the car was still locked. So obviously it was in drive. And a lot of these cars, as long as you're in drive, your doors is locked automatically, oh. you know. And uh, witnesses also said they saw a person wearing a hoodie run between two buildings and then jump over a fence. Like I said, it led to the parkway, which is a highway. So the police in Sayreville, which is a town in what's called in New Jersey, Middlesex County, with around 45,000 residents, they searched the wooded area near the quiet complex where this young lady was living, as well as the Garden State Parkway nearby. The state police combed the Garden State Parkway, but they found nobody. So during a Thursday press conference, New Jersey governor, his gentleman name is Phil Murphy, he's the governor of New Jersey, he said that he couldn't remember the last time elected officials in the state who were shot and killed, and he called uh, the young lady's death <clears throat> a shocking, shocking development. So the Middlesex County prosecutor, her name is uh, Yolanda Calhoun, who was working with the uh, Sayreville Police to investigate, told ABC News the councilwoman political views do not yet appear to be a motive in the slaying. That's what I was saying. They need to back off that and point at something else. And uh, she was a, she was a wife and a mother of a 12 year old daughter. So there you go. So that's. Uh, very sad situation that happened up in New Jersey, right at her, right outside her, her house. I don't know what that was about. I don't know what. I don't know. Hopefully uh, it will shine some light. You know, we'll keep eye on that story and let you know of any more developments of it. But uh, this just happened on Wednesday night, a couple nights ago. Mm. That's so sad. Shot eight times in the parking lot of her townhouse, and she was a city council member of the uh, Sayreville uh, City Council in New Jersey. Mm. I hope they find the culprit. With all this shooting, this stuff has got to stop. It is way too many violent crimes involving guns going off. And that woman sounds like she wasn't bothering anybody. She was just going wherever she was going or either coming, whichever way she was going or coming. And you get shot in your car like that? Yeah, I don't was know. Was she targeted? It doesn't doesn't say. They, this, the investigation mm. is still open. All they do is yeah. all they have her is, you know, going down the hill after she was shot. And they had to break wow. the window. So it's so ironic. <laughs> How did he shoot her with the car running? Then the cops mm. got to break the window to get inside. So... Where'd the bullets come from? Through the windshield, something, or mm. I'd have gone mm. through the, the car itself. Oh, oh yeah, could have, yeah, yeah, true that. Wow, so sorry to hear that. And she left behind a twelve-year-old daughter. Mm. Yeah, and her husband. Yeah, Jeez. she was married to him. Okay, sorry to hear about that. Well, in other sad news. I've got uh, an update on the Tyree Nichols lethal encounter with the Memphis police. Uh, as everybody knows, Tyree Nichols is, uh, was a 29-year-old black man that was beaten by the police in Memphis. And there was a, well, they said that the beating took place for roughly three minutes on the evening of January 7, where he was stopped initially for what the police said was reckless driving and then that stop escalated into a violent confrontation that ended in Mr. Nichols being hospitalized in critical critical condition 
and unfortunately he died three days later. So the five black officers that were involved have all been fired. They were charged last week with various felonies, including second-degree murder, uh, which can carry, I believe, up to 20 years in jail and a $50,000 fine. Two other Memphis police officers and two sheriff's deputies have also been taken off of, out of duty, and three fire department employees have also been fired. So that's a new development this week. Um, if you didn't see it live, Mr. Nichols' funeral was on this past Wednesday at the Mississippi Boulevard Christian Church in Memphis. Uh, Reverend Al Sharpton delivered the eulogy, and there were a variety of different people who spoke. Service was really beautiful. Vice President Harris was there. Uh, let's see what else. Oh, the five officers, uh, I'll just use their last names, Bean, Haley, Martin the Third, Desmond uh, Mills Jr., and Justin Smith, have all been charged, as I said, with multi multiple felonies. Um, and the felonies include second-degree murder, aggravated assault, aggravated kidnapping, official misconduct, and official oppression. I've never heard that one before, official oppression. Uh, the charges followed an internal investigation by the Memphis Police Department, and they determined that these officers used excessive force and failed to intervene or provide help. I guess after they finished beating the brother down, they didn't do anything to help or render any you know, medical attention. The, now, these officers all joined the, the, the department ranging between 2017 and 2020. Uh, on this past Monday of this week, the Memphis De P Police Department confirmed that there was a sixth officer, Preston Hemphill, who was a white officer, who was also put on leave the same day that the other officers, the other five, were suspended. Uh, it says that he was never present at the scene of the beating, according to Hemphill's lawyer. They apparently, when they were stopping him for the traffic situation, and I, they claim it was a confrontation, Hemphill used a taser. But then when Nichols, uh, Tyree Nichols allegedly ran, that's when the other five cops ran after him and caught him and beat him. So Hemphill's lawyer was saying he didn't have anything to do with the beating. He was not, you know, part of that. But in a new development that just broke this evening, uh, maybe about two or three hours ago, Hemphill has now been uh, fired. So at first, you know, nobody was saying anything. And um, um, Attorney Benjamin Crump was saying, you know, it's interesting how Hemphill's name got left out of this whole thing up until, like, today. You know, no other time did we hear there was a white officer involved. All we got was the five black officers, right? How interesting. Now we find out, oh, there was another person there. Oh, and he just happened to be white. Oh, but he wasn't there part of the for the beating. He only was there for the tasing. But anyway, 
Kim Hill has now been fired too. And there was a seventh officer who was also suspended the same day the other five, but they didn't release any details about that person. So as you can see, there's a bunch of stuff going on with this. Um, there was also some background information. Uh, years before the, this whole thing happened, the uh, ex-officer now, Demetrius Haley, was on the scene of another brutal incident where a woman got ripped from her car by a fellow officer who didn't approve of her laughing at him, according to a police disciplinary record. Now, this went back to February 21 of last year. It said that Haley assisted three other Memphis officers in a shooting investigation. One of the four officers approached Khadijah Towns, who was running into a Walgreens to get a Red Box movie to watch with her aunt. The officer asked Towns if she had seen or heard a shooting, and the woman said she had not. And that's what Towns reported to his department. After Towns returned to his car, uh, to the car where her aunt had been waiting, another officer, uh, Alexis Brown, approached again, this time demanding that she get out the car and give up her ID. And he, he says, y'all over here laughing, I need to see ID, according to the complaint. Then he said, as a matter of fact, get out the car. Town says she refused to get out the car because she knew she hadn't done anything, but that the Officer Brown reached through the window, unlocked the door, and pulled her out the car. And then Haley assisted in putting Towns in handcuffs and placed her in the cruiser. And then he later told the department investigators that he didn't know why she was being arrested. Now, the other officer had already said, oh, y'all over here laughing. I'm going to need to see your ID, get out the car, all of that. He was right there. But he didn't, you know, put in all the information in the record. And this woman's complaint was that it has never been illegal to laugh. So how did I end up getting thrown into a cruiser? Because I was laughing. But, you know, that's just the kind of stuff that's been going on. There were other complaints against some of these uh, officers that were involved. So that's the latest on that. It's still messy. It's still ongoing. But it's not going to bring that brother back no matter what they do. But I'm waiting to see the lawsuit. They, they're Right now they're just dealing with who got fired, who's going to jail for it, you know, who's going to, you know, do time for the murder of Tyree Nichols. But I think once they get beyond that, the lawsuit is coming. Yeah, they're going to get paid for sure, but that's not even the point or the issue. But, you know, uh, all I can say, with the grace of God, I am just so glad that those cops are off the streets because based on their behavior, they only got stopped because they got caught. Mm -hmm. I'm sure those guys was Shanghai and Google bars, clubs, you know what I mean? They were shaking down every place they could shake down. Owners paying them for protection, stores. They were some crooked-ass cops, mm -hmm. you know? They were just crooked, straight crooked. And then they just thought that every day they got them to put a uniform on, they had the right to whoop somebody's ass just because they wanted to. Well, they were hiding behind their badge. 
Oh, there was one other development, the Omega Sci-Fi Fraternity has revoked the membership of three of those officers who were, you know, members. Members of the fraternity. Yeah, members of the fraternity of Omega Sci-Fi. Omega Sci-Fi said, we don't need that kind of blood in our organization. I told you, they were just, they were vicious, period. Every day they put their uniform on, and they weren't hiding behind the uniform shit. The uniform was on, so they were just putting it right up front. But then when they was in this little scorpion thing, they thought that that was just a protector for them to be badasses. And, you know, which goes to say that as long as you have black skin, you can't be but so bad. You know, I, I used to relay that in some respect as much as I could to a, 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 a supervisor I had on my job at one time. You know, this man was walking around like his shit didn't stink because he was a superintendent. But I would tell him sometime and jokingly talking, saying, bruh, when we leave by this parking lot to get off work, if you hit me with your car by accident, you know, it's a car accident in the parking lot, I'm going to sue the shit out of you. I don't give a fuck whether you're my boss or not, because now we're out among society. So you can stop acting like, you know, you, you're my boss all day, every day, all times, every time. You know, sometimes your boss see you in the parking lot in the morning. All right, all right, all right, all right Judy. All right, all right. Oh, oh, that's my boss. He ain't your boss until you step foot in that goddamn building. As long as you're outside that building, he ain't supervising shit, right? I mean, that's how I'm. But anyway, getting off the tangent of that. You know, them people were, them guys were just badasses every day, yeah. they thought. Right. And now, right. look at them on their mug shots. They look as scared as hell. And I know as black men, <laughs> they are scared to fuck to death. I'm sure that, I'm sure that loved ones, girlfriends, boyfriends, whatever they did, whatever they into, people are falling off from them like crazy. You know? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Mothers, mothers, fathers, what the hell were you thinking? What were you? What? 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 what why y'all beat that boy like that? No, oh, mom, it wasn't like that. It was okay. Cause they, they're, they're young. They're only, you know. Yeah. They all got black hair. So like they, I said, they all joined the force between 2017 and 2020. Mm-hmm. Wow. They, they ain't been there. They all six, seven years in. Mm-hmm. Well, and how you gonna like be a badass? But, they, but they how you gonna like be a badass? Trying to prove themselves. Yeah, but That's you can't prove you can't prove yourself unless you got another generation over top of you. That's where's the next generation at? If you ain't got but six years, where's the thirteen, fourteen year people? I don't know. We're missing they groups probably here. They were there, but they just said they probably had no respect for them. They probably thought they were punk. And they thought like you they were well, that's right. That, well, that's what I think that's a better entry than trying to prove yourself. They came in thinking they and we all knew people on a job in our collective careers that as soon as they come there, they think they run the joint, mm-hmm. whether they're boss or not, you know, and you're like, wait a minute, damn, you know, Judy, you need to be cool, you know, because now nah, I got tits, I, I come from there, I'm from there. But, the but most of the time, they don't know shit. They think they know it, but they yeah. don't know a damn thing, nothing. Yeah. So, nope. you know, I guess this is the oh. way, you know, the, the, the violence way, I guess, to, you know, make people see who they were. Maybe they could yeah, be my, seen. That was my question. For all of them to be in the six year percentile, my question is where was the next level? You know, because even on a job, you got three different. You got the old head. Who was around to put them in check? 
Who who was who supervised them for who taught them from the beginning? The ones of fifteen, twenty years or thirteen, fourteen years. Where's that group? That group's missing. Anyway. Oh, and one other thing I forgot to add, and that was also new information. That scorpion yeah. uh, group or whatever they called it, sub what do they call it? A sub not a subdivision, but whatever they called that that group sub the scorpion that they were all part of. Memphis police have shut that down. Yeah, they said Scorpion, that. Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. yeah, they shut that down. Yeah, they, they said that early on. Oh, okay. I didn't mention yeah. it before. So. All righty. Crazy. But I, I just want to add, there was some, some, some big wigs there, Al Sharpton and uh, Carmella Harris. She said her thing. I saw her yeah, speech on YouTube. Was... She, she, she had to say what she needed to say, and she said, um, Joe Biden will pass the bill, not President Biden. Joe Biden, she said he will pass that bill, the George Floyd uh-huh. bill. So we shall see. Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I hope they yeah. do. I'm, yeah. Kamala's one yeah. heartbeat away from the presidency. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, yeah. That's a whole another topic. Mm. It is. They don't like her either, but guess what? She's still she's gonna be here to stay. Mm-hmm. All right, y'all ready for a cocktail or? Yeah, I am. I think I need one. What you got for us this week? It's the cocktail of the week. We got <laughs> Cocktail of the week. We, we, we. What you got, Kettle? All right. This one is called the Morning Glory. It's a classic cocktail with attitude. This recipe is adapted from the 1887 edition of Jerry Thomas, Bartender's Guide. And uh, <laughs> interesting. All right, so we're gonna check it out. What we got here? We got here um, one ounce of rye whiskey, one ounce of your favorite cognac, or one and a half ounces if you want to punch it up a little bit. One teaspoon of orange liqueur, one dash of bitters, one teaspoon of simple syrup, two dashes of aromatic bitters. Um, one to two ounces of club soda to taste, and lemon twist for the garnish. All right, so we're going to gather these ingredients uh, into a mixing glass, fill with ice, pour the rye whiskey, the cognac, everything together, uh, stir well for at least 30 seconds, strain into a chilled old-fashioned glass, fill with fresh ice, and uh, of course top it off with the club soda, um, to taste and your twist of uh, lemon peel for the garnish. Ooh. Sounds pretty good. That's, that sounds really good. That's the morning glory. Yeah, so if you have a hangover, you uh, drink one of those. <laughs> get, a, get, a back, get you back to where you got to be. <laughs> Wee, I like it. Um, All right, mm-hmm. thank you, Kevin. For the cocktail of the what? week, the morning glory. Mm-hmm. You're and the cocktail of the week is brought to you by Kettle and our parent company, DC Homegrown Entertainment dot com. All righty. We are going to take a commercial break. Or you know what? Let's do a black history break. And then we'll be back with Papa Didi. And what's poppin'? You so black. You so black. When you smile, 
the stars come out. You so black when you born, the God come out, black is not. Black when it's wrong and black when it's right. Black is pyramids and mathematics. Black is melanized and magic. Black is televised and in need of drastic black advancement. Black enhances black with chances. Black with privilege. Black with pride. Black on purpose on the black hand side. Black and beautiful. Black and blessed and highly favored. Praise the Lord. Black and blessed. Black and so much more. Black and nothing less. Black and educated. Black is brilliant. Black is strong, black is resilient, black is song, black is infinite, like hip-hop or space. Black is grace, black is love, black makes babies, black babies grow up, black is tough, black is hard to do. Black is me, black is you, black is not something we get to choose, but it is something we get to cherish. It's something we get to wear and we get to rock this with honor. I'm black like my granddaddy and my great, 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 great grandma. Black is that lift every voice and sing. Black is that letting your freedom ring and resound. Black is adjective, adverb, color, and noun. You so black, ooh, you so black. When you smile, the stars come out. Baby, you so black. When you're born, the God come out. All right, welcome back to John Party. My name is Papa D. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Ooh, bonsoir, darling. You just heard You So Black by, what is her name, the songbird, Teresa. Teresa the songbird. Thank you, Sister Teresa the songbird. You So Black. I love it. Ooh, in the celebration of Black History Month. Thank you, Miss Teresa Songbird. And Papa Didi, I will pose the question to you. What's poppin'? What's popping? So much going on today. I want to. I just want to revisit something that I uh, spoke about a couple of weeks ago. You know about uh, when I, when I say young people, it shouldn't be taken in a pinpointed matter. It shouldn't be taken for any particular group. It should be taken for people that that got some um, young age on their side. You know what I mean? You know, as as the saying goes, they say youth is a beautiful thing. It's a shame it's wasted on the young. You know, so to be the opposite of that, I think a lot of people that have youth and that are young nature. I mean, I mean, you know who you are, what group you're in. You know, people in the if you, I mean, you can go into the military up until you're 35 years old. That's the cutoff of the military. Now, let's say anybody 35 and younger. Let's just say that, for example, because I guess after 35, you should be establishing something, whatever it is, as long as it's doing stuff, making money, paying your bills, living your life, and, you know, building up for the future. But 
anybody of a younger age than that that haven't chose any strong visions of what to do next, you need to really get on your hustle, you know? You really do. And when I say get on your hustle, I mean to be be residual, you know? Be unique. Be Don't be bashful. You, you know, everything is not done such a traditional way, you know? I think the one thing that scares a lot of young people, and not so much scares them, but the whole thing of uh, resumes and all that, you know, that's something you should sit down and put together one time, you know, and then you just add to it. That's what a resume is supposed to be done. It's supposed to be added to. When other stuff happened in your life and other situations, then they have different areas of where you can, once your resume becomes a real a real story, then it's uh you really can put it together. Mm-hmm. You can, once you put that resume in perspective, right, just look at your life. You're not that old, first of all. You know what I'm saying? So you ain't done but so much. And you may have done something in the same place for a while. You figure if you're 35 years old, between 30 and 35, you know, you've been out of school how long? You know, you came out of 18, 18 and 10 is 28 you know, you've been out of school like 15 years, you know. Think about it. 15 years already out of high school, you know. You done double-digit something. But if you're still underemployed at, the, at being out of high school for 15 years, that's that's an issue, you know. That's something you need to lock on to. And when I say underemployed, I mean at, at the youthful age that you are, 35 or younger, let's say, and let's just say people older that got a 35-year-old mind. Because even people 45 and think, you know, they think like a damn 30-year-old. Anyway, you, you got to get out there and do your thing. You know, people say work two jobs. You got people back in the day that work two jobs normally, single, single women, single parenting, raising children, working two jobs. That Working the two-job thing was a... That was almost the norm sometimes for a lot of single parents. And now you got young people today that's got the youth behind them. Then you got some of the youth, young people that have no children. And he's still lazy as hell. So it's getting to the question like, what is your excuse? And then it's not just the resume that you need, there's all kinds of stuff. Man, I tell you, if I, if I see one more help wanted sign out there, I'm just, I'm just going to scream. They're everywhere. They're literally everywhere. I mean, pick something that you want to do or something that you can do, but every job may not pay what you want. That's why when you go there and the job needs you, you tell them what time you can give up for them. I can work Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 10 to 5, if that's what you want to give them, you know? And you got to be firm on what it is that you can do because if they can fill at least that slot, then they're happy with that. They got you Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday from 10 a.m. till 5 p.m. That means you can sleep in for a little bit, you know? And then you find you a night job, let's say at Walmart, stocking shelves from, let's say, midnight to 8. Now you're working 10 to 5. Then you're off 
until midnight because you got to get some time in between to get some sleep and handle some shit. And that's a two-job move right there. You know, let's say you're working at Lowe's in the morning and Walmart in the evening, and one ain't got no shit about the other. You know? As long as you give them what you say you can give them, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, 10 to 5, even Thursday, and then whatever you're going to get at night shift, whether you work at the post office or whatever at night. But at 30-something years old, you have the energy to do this. And whatever you're doing school-wise or whatever, that's your choice and all that. But a lot of places ain't looking for that degree no more. You know? That degree is not becoming a requirement. They're knocking that out the box big time. Read up on it. A lot of places, a lot of your major corporations and things like that, they're not chasing after you having a degree anymore. So they're saying, shit, by the time we get them, because everybody come out of college ain't the, you know, smartest cookie. You know, your GPS grade ain't at the bottom of your damn degree. So nobody knew what the hell you did in college. You could have been smoking and coking and dancing and partying and bullshit. You know, but you got a degree on the wall, so it says I'm a graduate in Rome with that, you know. But but in closing, I just want to say, people in their mid-30s and stuff like that, please, get, get on your hustle with fun. Not why, not with, you know, have a good time with it because you're going to talk about this shit 10 years later. Oh, yeah, I worked over here and worked over there because you can't get a better job till you got a job. One job leads to another job. That's how it works. People say, where you work? Oh, yeah, I work at such and such. And now, oh, okay, well, we can use over here because they know you're working somewhere. Somebody trusted your ass. Now somebody else is willing to give you a chance. But anyway, just take that in consideration. I'm out. Right. So what you saying, get a job. Do something. Jobs are out there. It's not about get a job like it used to be. Every place I go, I see help wanted on every goddamn thing. Okay. Anyway. I hear you. All right, Kettle. It's that time. Is that time? What's that time to say? <laughs> time to lighten it up. Yeah, lighten it up? Oh, okay. Yeah. Come on with it. You got the lighten first Lighten it up. All right. coming down on folks saying these young folks need to get it together. They out here wilding. Just to keep the cycle going, not because of them. They want to be late as hell. That's their business. Okay. But the cycle got to keep going. Got to keep Shit, it going. The, the hourglass got to keep The circle of life. And the hourglass needs sand. <laughs> can't let that hourglass dry up. All right. Anyway. We're we going to go get weird with it. I got the first one. This is uh, out of southern Japan. Zookeepers say that they have finally solved the pregnant gibbon mystery. For two years, a zoo in southern Japan has been puzzled by a mystery. How did Momo, the gibbon, who's been kept alone in her cage, get pregnant? They've been trying to figure that out for two years. This 12-year-old white-handed gibbon, that's a type of a primate, uh, she lived by herself and was never joined by a companion. Poor Momo, she'd been in there by herself 12 years. Some of her neighbors are males, but their cages are separated by sturdy bars and jagged chicken wire fencing. So it was inconceivable to the zookeepers that they could have possibly made it through the two layers of barriers. But yet, 
Momo gave birth in 2021 to a yet unnamed male gibbon with the black hair and the white fur trim around their face. But with the help of DNA tests, because that's how bad they wanted to know how did Momo get pregnant, they did DNA tests. The zookeepers in Nagasaki perfected how to uh, identify who is the who's the father. They wanted to know who is the father of Momo's baby, and they say they finally figured out how the ape's parents met. After analyzing the DNA of the stool samples and hair samples collected from Momo, her child, and four potential fathers, the Kujukushima Zoo and Botanical Garden on Tuesday announced the identity of the father, and it was Ito. Ito, you are the father, a 34-year-old agile gibbon. Well, these things live for a long time, don't they? He's, uh, the, the, the scientists and all at the zoo said, we think it's very likely that on one of the days that Ito was in the exhibition space, that Ito and Momo copulated through a hole <laughs> in the partition wall. Oh, my God. <laughs> Because they said it was no other way. But then they did discover there was a hole in one of those partitions that's supposed to keep them separate. And these two figured out, well, you can hit it through the hole. And Ito hit it through (laughs) the hole. And Momo got pregnant. Oh, Momo. Life found a way. But just know that that partition wall has been replaced. Wow. The one with the no hole more, in it. No more pregnancies <laughs> through that way. No more, mm. no more hitting it through the hole. All righty. I heard that. Mm. That's my weird okay. news. All right. Over to you, Kettle. What's your weird news? Um, let's see. Retired woman puts up warning sign outside of home. A retired woman has um, stored... I'm sorry, resorted to putting up warning signs outside her home after becoming fed up with men mistakenly thinking it was a brothel. Elaine White, 66, says that scores of men have been knocking at the door of her plain old Texas home for over a year, asking for women named Nikki, Kelly, and Rhonda. She believes um, they may have fallen victim to an online scam, which lists her address as a meeting place for sexual activity. Elaine oh, estimates man. that around 25 men have uh, so far shown up in the mistaken belief they were visiting a brothel, with one of those reaching a 450-mile trip. What? From Laredo. She said, He's a, I'm frustrated, I'm irritated, and I'm beyond done, she told NBC5. How can a grown man go to a house in a neighborhood thinking they're going to get sex? As many hookers and prostitutes there are, go get one. Leave me alone. I'm not here for that. Elaine <laughs> added that the men um, were a wide range of ages, with um, some even showing up with beer. Elaine installed a, a, a ring video doorbell camera to record them and has submitted footage to the police, as well as putting up signs warning those who approach um, that uh, she is armed. In one of the video clips, the man tells her that he is looking for a woman named Rhonda, to which he asks for drugs or for sex. 
He was fine. Mm, second one. <laughs> These people are something, and they just keep coming to her house? Yep, they looking for Nikki, Kelly, or Rhonda. So, yeah. Oh, my goodness. They, they might have the address off, like maybe, but, but the address might be off one number or something. Who knows? You know, so I don't know. Oh no! Yeah. That's that's some crazy stuff. Yeah, I'm thinking it, I think it really existed there, and that person is trying to act like you know. I wonder, did she recently The person moved there, there now is playing dumb. Either either recently moved there or trying to you know. Go no, it, it 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 doesn't say, but like she said, it's in a residential area, so you know. Yeah, that mean think, yeah that's true. Yeah. People do yeah, that no, stuff no. right in the middle of the, you know, a place where you wouldn't oh, think yeah. stuff so is going on. Oh yeah, for so sure. Those mm-hmm. Asian massage parlors, place you wouldn't even. They sit right well, there in the middle of the suburban neighborhood. Wow. Well, she got something for them, so they want to keep coming. So she went. Them. She got something. She for said them. she's armed. That's right, because the Plano, that's in Texas, right? Oh yeah, they don't play. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right, y'all keep coming up to her door. <laughs> Looking for those three women. All right, Papa Didi, what's your weird news? Uh, this is about a, a burglar. This is crazy. This, is, this happened in Seattle, Seattle, Washington. A burglar breaks into a woman's home and takes a bath with his clothes on. Uh-uh. So it says the burglar was found fully dressed, enjoying soaking in a bathtub of a Seattle home he broke into Friday night, cops said. The female homeowner, she returned to her home to find that uh, the window had been smashed and then spotted the prowler lurking inside. So she stayed outside and called the cops. When the cops showed up, they eventually searched the home and discovered an identified closed suspect soaking in a bubble bath. Now, this joker didn't even bother to take off his clothes. I guess he felt like he was in a hurry, but... He probably been out there doing his thing and hustling. He said, "Damn, I get to take me a damn warm bath." But with your clothes on? Yeah, because he had to make a run, I guess. But mm. yeah. So they said the burglar he gained interest to the home by smashing the window. The cops said mm. the man was fully clothed but very wet, and the bathtub was full of water. Police said in a statement, "27-year-old intruder was charged with residential burglary." Police said that he did not come clean about why he broke into it and took a bizarre bath, so they're still trying to figure that out. Yeah, he sounded like he's a little touched. Well, it sounded like he was a little dirty. He wanted to wash up a little bit. And yeah, he was on the Well, he knew he was on the run, so. Uh, oh, maybe he was trying to wash his clothes and him at the Yeah, same probably time. so. Okay, there you go. He said, I'm going to get a two for one. Mm-hmm. All right. Go figure. All right, well, that wraps up the weird news. We're going to take a quick break, and we're coming back with the, I'm just saying. Would you? Yeah, had to check. (laughs) Make sure that's the case. But, yeah, we're going to do that on the other side of the break. Uh, Happy Black History Month, and you're listening to the Pajama Party Show. We'll be right back. This is Red Wine, and you're listening to WPJP Block Talk Radio Pajama Party. Check out my commentary. I like to call it, I'm just saying, because sometimes I am just saying. It's just my opinion. It's what I think. Hey, you don't have to agree, but if you disagree, call us up. 
question for y'all. If a person has a restraining order against them for domestic violence, does it make sense that they should be allowed to legally have a gun? I think any clear-headed person would say, absolutely freaking not. But apparently, the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals disagrees. They decided this week that stopping people who have been proven to be violent in the situations of domestic violence to the point where somebody has had to put a protective order against them, that these people should be allowed to have guns because they say if you prevent them from having guns, you're infringing on their Second Amendment right, and that's not Constitution. And I'm just trying to understand, but if the person, you know, in a situation of domestic violence, that is the last person who should be having a gun. I'm just saying, clearly, the courts are tripping. How can you say it's unconstitutional to stop violent people from arming themselves? So I guess allowing them to keep their Second Amendment rights and potentially use the gun to kill somebody, particularly the person who filed the protective order against them, I guess that's constitutional? This stuff isn't making sense. I think the Second Amendment has got people all twisted in the head. I mean, it's one thing to be a responsible gun owner. It's another thing altogether different when you have threatened somebody's life and then the law says that you have a right, based on the Second Amendment, to go out and get a gun, own a gun, have a gun. I'm just saying the courts are tripping. The court's opinion was written by Judge Corey Todd Wilson, 
who was appointed by 45 Trump. He was joined in this opinion by a Reagan appointee, Judge Edith Jones, and another judge named uh, James Ho, who was also appointed by Trump. And all of them concurred on this uh, legal opinion that these people, you know, people who are violent offenders should be allowed, based on the Second Amendment, to have their guns. All I know is that these judges better hope that not one of their daughters or any other relatives in their family end up having to pay the ultimate price for this kind of biased and ignorant decision. If people would just put more value on life than they do on guns, we might be in a better place in this country. But it seems that the gun manufacturers have got America by the balls, locked, loaded. They just can't seem to see past the gun barrel. And I just don't understand it. I'm all for protecting people's rights, but not when it infringes on other people's rights to live, to have peace, peace of mind, and safety. How are you going to say, well, I got a right to have a gun, even if I threaten that I'm going to kill you, and now I put a protective order against you, and the court says, oh, you have a Second Amendment right to go out and buy all the guns you want. How is that supposed to make any kind of sense? It doesn't. So if domestically violent people are going to be protected under the law and they can be strapped, I guess we'll all eventually end up carrying sidearms until we all just extinguish one another. I guess that's what they ultimately want to see happen. This is Red Wine, and I'm just saying, the courts are tripping. It seems like somebody might be greasing their palms. Could it be? The gun manufacturers, the gun lobbyists, I don't know. I'm just saying. Yeah, those laws are very interesting. That's some twisted stuff. Yeah, it goes for some, don't go with the others, and they oversee. They come down hard on other people. And it's just like I said, it's, it's all kind of crimes got different, carry different stuff, you know. I mean, if you're a sex offender, you ain't got shit coming, you know? Yeah. So. But when it comes to this whole gun thing, it's like all bets are off. Everybody gets a gun. It's like Oprah giving out cars. Yep, or yep. You get a gun. You get a gun. You want to? You get two guns. I'm like, wait a minute. If you, you In these uh, domestic violence cases, you have, and it's not always men. Women can be domestically violent, too. I'm saying if you put your hands on somebody, choke them, hit them, throw things, you know, just doing things to threaten somebody's physical body. And then the court says, oh, well, it's unconstitutional for us to say you can't buy a gun. So we're going to back off of that. Go on and get your gun. Man, all right, I'm done. I'm off my soapbox. All right. Over to you, Papa Didi, living for the city. What's happening in the city? Well, I want to speak on here. This is uh, something that takes me back to my working days. What I noticed when I spoke on this uh, old uh, supervisor of mine was a black man, superintendent. The one thing I noticed about him or didn't notice about him is that we sat in the office, and it was the majority of black folks in the office. But this man, who's a black man, 
superintendent of our department, never brought anything in our office that had to do with black history. You know? He had his tongue so far white folks' ass on that job that, you know, I think as a superintendent, you should at least sit down and talk to your troops about something. I mean, they got some calendars or, I mean, calendars, some little posters, you know, little small posters that got Frederick Douglass, all the, the usual suspects, you know, Martin Luther King and, and Barack Obama and Muhammad Ali and whatever you want to do, Jim Brown or Kareem Abdul. Like, they got little posters with a little bio on them and and you can just put some thumbtacks on the wall for a mere 28 damn days and take it off the wall. But not just where I used to work, but jobs out there aren't mentioning black history. And bosses of the of the who are supervising people on the floor, they're not even bringing that shit up. Especially if it's a Caucasian boss. They're not bringing none of that up. And nobody gets a chance to bring in anything. I mean... Black History Month is becoming to the point where it's almost like Halloween. It's almost like Christmas. It's almost like, you know, it has this time frame, you know? 28 straight days of, uh, you see the TV now throwing out Black History facts and all that and this and that, you know, and, and they just keeping it moving. They advertise that. But come the 1st of March, it just cuts off like a, like you're cutting off the damn water fountain. But that's cool. If I can lay some black history stuff, everybody in the office can learn from that. From the little, you know, little posters got the picture and a little bio, who they are and what they are. Mm-hmm. Whether he was Matthew Henson and discovered the North Pole or whatever, whoever did what. You know, because that, you know, the first of March, like I said, nobody's going to give a shit. And you can wrap it up. You can wrap up the day before to show people that you're abiding by, you know, but it seemed like every place has the what do you call that thing with the lights, the menorah the, that the Jewish people have. That, oh, the menorah. Yeah, the menorah, whatever. Yeah. yeah, that's that's everywhere. You know, every Christmas that's everywhere. And it's just amazing that black people can't like you know speak their mind. Even when you got black bosses, they just don't want to. I don't know why the fuck we so scared. I don't. I just don't get it. You go on the job and there's nothing in. You got all these black folks sitting behind podiums and stuff, and you can't just like put it on the wall for a minute. I mean, nobody's going to deny you doing it, especially if it's something that's humble and popular. And you know, I mean, they usually just hang up the usual suspects. You know, you don't yeah. see no no shit where we can learn from somebody new. You know, it's Dr. King and Barack and yada 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 yada. You know what I mean? The usual mm-hmm. suspects. But nowadays, people don't even put out any job at banks and stuff like that. It's that they're so used to the white rule of the boss in there that they don't want to shake up the apple cart or nobody wants to speak up on their own blackness. So, you know, and everybody's thinking about it. Everybody looking at that blank wall saying, damn, I wish there was a picture of fucking Frederick Douglass hanging on that goddamn wall. But nobody got the balls to put it up there. What is wrong with y'all? I don't get it. Everybody comes to work and... I mean, show people who you are. You ain't got to be radical with the shit, you know? I mean, but just, man, we we really got to get our finger out of our ass. I mean that sincerely. We really do. Everybody wants to be so politically correct and so quiet when deep down inside, most other races out here hate our fucking guts. They're, they're not, when I say hate, I mean they're 
envious of us in so many ways. Our rhythm, our flavor, what we do, how we dress, you know, our 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 ability to be calm under situations and all that. They look at everything we do. They steal all our lines, steal all our phrases, steal all our beats, our everything, you know. Everything that black folks have thought of and created from, I remember when white folks wouldn't even say, my bad. Now fucking everybody says it. That was part of Ebonics, you know. You would say, oh, man, that's my bad. People would say, oh, I'm sorry, my fault. It used to be my fault. But then my fault turned into my bad, and that was a part of the Ebonics back then, but nobody spoke on it. Now you can't stop a white motherfucker from saying my bad. <laughs> Somebody do something, you in a store, and the, the white, lily white ass server at the table will knock over a war. Oh, oh, my bad. Just off the top of her fucking head. Like it ain't shit. But her mother and grandmother wouldn't even speak on Ebonics. So, you know, look and see where we are, you know, and know that we have created so much stuff out here. So much. In the wake of all the performers and all the different people out here that have made up um, this stuff you know, Beyonce and, you know, major players that have done so much for music. Everybody's doing what we do. You know, they they doing black people at Super Bowls now like it ain't shit. You know, nobody don't even see a country motherfucker performing at a Super Bowl. You know, we done had Prince, we done had this one and that one, Mary J and all the jokers that, uh, you know, they brought from the West oh, Coast yeah. last week, I mean, last year. Snoop and Dre and yeah, Eminem, right. you know, Eminem, he's black, you know, so. Yeah, he just light-skinned. Mm-hmm. Now they got Rihanna, you know, mm-hmm. like it ain't nothing. Babyface going to be there and everything else. So it's just, it's an, we're so accepted on one level, but on the other level, they're scared as hell of us and don't want us to achieve nothing. They don't want us to dig into the pot of gold, but they rather sit back and, sitting a lazy boy and let us entertain they ass with, you know, tap dancing and whatever the fuck it is we do to entertain they ass. Anyway, I'm going to leave it alone. Okie dokie. Happy Black History Month. Yeah, 28 days. That's all I can say. (laughs) 28 days. (laughs) But you know what? what? that, that, That was a good one, Papa, but why do we accept it? Uh, yes, why exactly. would be like um, uh, what's Tom Joyner? He started that 365 uh, a year mm-hmm. being black, and he yes, started yeah. the thing with the HBCUs and all that. You know, yes. money. I mean, it's, it's uh, I'm gonna give you an example. Today I went into McDonald's drive They give me a piece of right. paper with my um, receipt and asking for donations for HBCU uh, colleges. I'm like, come on, y'all. Tom Joyner started this what 100 years ago. <laughs> exactly. So you know, don't don't jump on the bandwagon now just because it's February. You don't do no any uh, any other month. Why didn't you give it yeah. to me in January? <laughs> Why didn't you go? Won't you give it to me in March? Don't give it to me in February only. That's how they do it. And why don't we, yeah. as black people in the office, speak up on it? You know, where where there's a blank wall with nothing on it. What what if even if they say no you can't do it well first of all tell me why I'm not being radical but tell me why and I'll take the shit I'll take the shit down when I come in the morning of the first of March mm-hmm. I guarantee mm-hmm. you I will pull it because it's becoming to a point where it's a ceremonial thing just like New Year's or like just like when you take the damn Christmas tree down 
It's almost mm-hmm. got the same level that when it's over, it's over. And, and this it, is informational. It's not religious. Yes, it's, it's not, you know, anything that should be offensive to anybody other than mm-hmm. DeSantis in Florida. He would be offended, but <laughs> yeah. to most people, we can't be. Yeah, but you know, we can't even make uh, because uh, when I, uh. I think I spoke on it last week, and I said that DeSantis was uh, 44 years old. Now, as far as I'm concerned, if you're 44 years old, I mean, you know, I I didn't yeah, been out of, no I didn't I didn't out of fucking high school longer than this motherfucker been on earth. But I'm just saying, and um, if you that bold that you come out and you do the things you do, you say the things you say, then you talking like you got all this authority. But look at what you're doing with your authority. If you're going to say dumb stuff, how about you just Yeah, but that's what he was taught from his beginning. Yeah, but that's not my problem. Well, hold up. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold up. Let me say this here. A lot of people out here that are ignorant, they're ignorant because they're on a short loop. You ever see something on the news where you keep seeing on a loop, a loop, a loop, Mm -hmm. a loop? Oh, wow, that's that guy that fell on that ice. Oh, my God. He fell on the ice. Oh, my God. Oh, they showed this guy fall on the ice like nine Mm -hmm. times. What I'm saying is that people like DeSantis, his father and grandfather were so stupid and ignorant that they only knew a little bit of shit. So all they taught him was a little bit of shit, but they put it in a loop. And, you know, the grandfather taught it to the father, and then the father taught him the same old shit, but he said it's strong. Well, let me tell you three things. One, two, three. Boom. And they pounce it in him, and now he's got that little bit of shit, just like Trump. A little bit of shit, but he uses it with all that white privilege, puts that behind it, and it's almost like putting all that little bit of shit in a slingshot, and he pull it back like a rubber band, and he shoot it over the black people, and it's the, the weirdest, foulest, stupidest, un, unlikable stuff that has no anything, and they, they don't care. They say it, and they know they're going to get away with it because they got their little white allies to protect them, and... And that's why when you see your boy, what's the name from um, Texas, Cruz, Cruz says the stupidest shit out of nowhere off the top of his head, and we're like, damn, why did he say that? Because that's all he fucking knows. But I still say to that, Papa Didi, that's all he knows. in this day and age of information overload, uh, no, there no, is no excuse they don't give a for fuck about that. to still be mm-hmm. willfully ignorant. That's you. Speak on your own people. No, I'm saying in general. How you, wait a minute, how are you going to put it knowledge It is in? inexcusable how are you with gonna, all this information and knowledge knowledge at your fingertips. How are you going to put knowledge and hope in white folks' heads? They I, like the world just the way it is. That's just my opinion. How are you going to put that in their head? That when is they, my opinion. I'm saying it doesn't make sense. It's like anybody out here now that is so ignorant to certain things it's because you want to be if somebody tells not you not because you have to be not because that's what you were taught all of that is like yeah, yeah that's well what you were taught that was your foundation. you're talking about us but now you you're not talking choice. about them you have a choice to learn just like you choose to go left you choose to go right it's the same but you're learning. talking about us what I'm we're capable of people. doing but they're not people. What are they, aliens? Hell yeah. <laughs> what do you think? Okay. Why would you, why would you fight an election that you lost? You know, you just get up and do it. What, what would happen if the different people, denial, well, let me say this here. I'm I'm let, me, let me say this here. I'm going to get off the soapbox. But let me say this here. First of all, this is how it went, first of all. Now, George Foreman 
came out and he whooped Ken Norton's ass. And then he whooped Joe Frazier's ass. Mm-hmm. All right? Back to back. Bing, bang, boom. Then Muhammad Ali whooped his ass. Right? Uh-huh. After that, Larry Holmes whooped Ali's ass. Now, none of them guys that lost contested the fight. I mean, they all got their ass kicking their own way. But you, when you lose, you lose. But I'm talking about knowledge. I'm not talking about people being in denial of well, the be, fact. Well, that's why you're fighting the fact that you lost, because you think that with your white privilege, there's no way you should be losing. First of all, okay. you, you got to understand, Donald Trump only did all four right, years I'm in the presidency, right? All right. How many years did Barack do? Yeah, he did eight. Eight. So Trump is what? Pissed off. That white motherfucker is like, oh, my God. Barack did four more years than me. I got to get back in. I got to catch his ass. That's how he's thinking. He ain't talking that, but that's how he's thinking. He needs to get that four years so he can match Barack. I'm telling you, think about it. Anyway, I'm going to go. Okay. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Give me the bell. That's cool. Give me the bell. But, you know, go back to your neutral corner. Go back to your neutral corner. I'm going back to my corner. Go to your corner, Papa. Trump need his four years. All right. It's time for cattle and the Hollywood Uh, wrap-up. And we can find out what is going on. Well, let me just say this. Give us us a a minute commercial and we'll come back. Yeah. Okay. Y'all need a break. (laughs) Yeah, so we can fight. Let me find a good fight time commercial. Yeah, right. You're going to fight over the brave. You Papa Didi talking all this. Yeah, stuff. you're a white sympathizer. Uh, no, I'm not no sympathizer. You're, you're How are you going to say they're not people? They ask, Come up, they, they're not people. They are like, not, what are they? they oh, are, they're aliens. They're ignorant, they honey. They came from a... And they ain't going to change. We'll be back after the break. They ain't going to change. It's the Friday night adult talk show, The Pajama Party, on Blog Talk Radio. Produced by DC Homegrown Entertainment. Visit us online at www.apajamaparty.com. Click the banner and you can join us online. Or call us right now at 914-803-4306. The views and opinions expressed on this program are those of the Pajama Party crew and you. So pick up the phone and call us now, 914-803-4306. And tell us what's on your mind. There's a big fluffy pillow reserved up front just for you at the pajama party. And remember, it's PJs only. No clothes allowed. Pass it on. Now let's get back to the pajama party crew and more of the pajama party. That better not be my robe. All right, welcome back with John Party. One of Papa Didi. I'm your kettle. Hello. The red wine. Bonsoir, darling. Uh, have y'all calmed down? No. I gotta get All some right. cold water now, but it's time for the cut me. Are you cut talking me. about cut? Cut me. <laughs> yeah, go to your corner. Like Rocky. Cut me. Oh, yeah, cut me. He got one eye closed. Now he's trying to get that second eye closed. Cut me. Okay. <laughs> All right, all right, all right. I'm ready. All Intro, right. Papa Didi, please. Here we go. All right. Hollywood. Pa 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 Hollywood. 
All right, it's Keto and the Hollywood wrap-up. Okay. Okay. All right. We're going to get it going on. All right. Lizzo is in the need. Lizzo, she wins the right to trademark a phrase she did on one of her albums um, called 100%. uh, One second. 100% that bitch. Okay. Uh, She's going to trademark that? Yep, the okay. king originally used the phrase in the 2017 hit, Truth Hurts. Um, and she's going to trademark that on um, clothing and um, other things as well. Um, at first, they rejected it, but her team um, reapplied for it. The U.S. Patent and Trade Office denied the application at first, but later yeah, her team uh, had appealed it, and apparently she won the right to use that. So, All right. Um, I say kudos to her. All right. Um, if you guys are a Dr. Phil fan, you might be disappointed. The acting of Dr. Phil comes when many other well-known, long-running talk shows have already been falling like dominoes. Um, remember the Ellen DeGeneres show, Dr. Oz. Um, he's finally gone. Thank you. Um, the Real, Wendy Williams show, and even Murray is gone. Did you guys realize that? <laughs> no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, he's gone as well. Um, remember Dr. Phil, he started, uh, I'm sorry? No, I was saying he was, Dr. Uh, Murray was on a CW network. Oh, okay. yeah. Okay. Later. okay. Um, Dr. Phil, he started um, back in 2002 with Oprah. You know, he was on one of Oprah's, uh, uh, the dream team, so to speak. And uh, he felt under her um, Harpo's studio, you know, she got him a show, got everybody a show. Oz as well, Dr. Oz, Dr. Phil. Um, But he's not going away completely. Um, He is looking to put his focus on prime time in the coming months and years. Um, In 2016 to 2022, he acted as executive producer on the Bull um, show, um, the successful CBS series starring um, Michael Brothery and other series. Um, he's part of So Help Me Todd. That's on now. Is bringing oh, really? fair numbers this season. Mm-hmm. Um, he also has more coming in uh, 2024 as well. So um, just because he's leaving daytime doesn't mean he's, he's leaving completely. So uh, continue to look for Dr. Phil. Okay. Don't look. Look. Don't write him off yet. No, not at all. I know he got stuff. No, not yet. He's looking at people like uh, HUD, you know. Hey, can I just say that it's interesting that he is not an actual doctor. I was reading that (laughs) he's gone by the title Dr. Phil. He is not a licensed, certified doctor of anything, just so you know. Go ahead. We need proof of that. We can't just... Okay. From the Uh-oh. mouth of red wine, I'll we don't just... by next week. Yeah, All we right. can't. Um... Please do, because she's got Bach in her mouth, so we can't believe her team come out of her mouth. <laughs> I'm Go not going to touch that. Okay, let me finish my Hollywood, and y'all can continue to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do when Marcus Barnett and Mike Lowry come for you in part four of Bad Boys? Um, Will Smith, he went on social media, and he announced it. He went all the way to Martin Lawrence's house and announced that 
there will be a bad boys four. So uh That's good. Look for look for that, yeah. Uh, I like that I movie. That French, yeah, the franchise is pretty cool. So I think they got something going on there. Um, also, um, you know, war season is 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 um coming up. The 54th NAACP Image Awards will broadcast live on Saturday, the 25th of uh, February at eight um, at the uh, Pasadena Civic uh, Center in Pasadena, California. Okay, the nominees um, were announced on uh, the 12th of January, and online voting opens on the date and ends through February 12th. So if you haven't got your vote in, it's time to vote. Also, everybody knows the Oscars is coming up um, on Sunday, and it's going to be interesting to see if there's going to be a, a whiteout or not. You know, a lot of folks have been complaining and, and a lot of controversy on the Oscars, so we, we're going to see what's going to happen. Um, we got some good actors in the running, um, supporting actress. Uh, of course, our girl Angela Bassett, she's, she's a favorite to win. Um, also for a favorite actor, Brendan Fraser. I haven't seen him in a while. He's in this movie called The Whale. Um, ah. Very impressive movie. They've been talking about that. So kudos to him on that. Because he's, he's a good actor. But I think he's just kind of under the radar. But uh, yeah. we shall see. Yeah. But I'll give you guys the results next week. Um, also, the game revival. Is on, uh, remember the, the uh, series The Game? It's on Paramount. Um, it's well into a oh. second season, and uh, Wendy Raquel Robinson and uh, Sanchez, they um, want people like uh, Michelle and Barack Obama to appear on the um, series. Um, okay. So they're calling them out. They said, if we can't get them, we'll take Sasha and Malia. <laughs> so they'll take the girls <laughs> if they can't make it. But I have to catch up on that because I really enjoyed the game. Um, it was all for, what, three years? And, um, you know, the, everybody was rallying for them to come back. So they're back on Paramount. So check it out. Um, Michael Jackson, his nephew will portray uh, him, his nephew, uh, Jay Farr, in a movie biopic about the late pop star, um, Lionsgate. Um, I guess they're going to produce it. And uh, he is the son of Jermaine Jackson. So um, he said he's humbled and honored to bring his uncle's story to life. Uh, okay. Pretty cool. So, Jay Farr. And he looks okay. just like him. So, uh, interesting. He got some strong genes, that family. I was just going to mm-hmm. say it. Yeah. Strong genes in that family. Yep. Smokey Robinson has dropped a new single called If We Don't Have Each Other that you can listen to via a YouTube clip. Okay. As American right. Songwriter reports Robinson's new album, Dance. Never heard of that phrase. It's set to drop on April the 28th. Okay. Wow. He hasn't right. had a new LP okay. in 10 years. Mm, that's a long time. Man, what I wonder what made him want to put a new album out. I don't know. I guess people been talking about it. I guess I don't know. Hmm. But um, yeah, interesting. Okay, let's see what's gonna happen. How so, old is Smokey? He's in his seventies or eighties. Ah, I can't keep up. No, he's got me on like that one. Seventies, eighty-one at the most. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had to look that one up. But, oh, wait a uh, minute. 82. My... 82. Damn, God. Oh, God bless him. Easy. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's my Hollywood wrap-up. I'll have more about the Oscars next week. All righty. Thank you so much. And the Grammys. Yeah, and the Grammys. Got all that going on. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, Papa Didi. That takes us down to the Kiss It list. If you wouldn't mind, could you please explain to the good folks what is the world-famous pajama party Kiss It list? Kiss for List is the list that's compiled of people that showed their butt over the last couple of weeks, and even tonight, for that matter, with red wine. Oh, don't even Saying that, that white folks had the opportunity to get themselves better. Put yourself on the list, Papa D. And we're going to put it on the list. Put yourself on the list. They can just do better. Okay. After 400 years, I don't think so. Anyway. Okay. I'm going to put Papa Didi on the list. Let's go with your boy, uh... George Santos lying his ass off and became a congressperson. Oh, yeah. Only in America. That sounds like some, uh, what's that boy's name used to promote them fighters? Uh, With the great Don, Don King. King, yeah. Only in America. Only in America. Can you do that shit? Can you become a congressperson lying your ass off? Can I do it? Why don't, I, why don't y'all campaign for me and let me do it since it could be done? Hey, vote for Papa D. Lie about every damn thing in my life. And get up there in Congress and then deny it, you know. I, I just had to add this one. Speaking of George Santos' lies, a new lie came out that he said that he was one of the producers of a failed Broadway production of that Spider-Man production on Broadway that, like, yeah. failed so yeah. bad and lost so much money. He'd been lying, telling people, yeah, I was one of the producers. I lost all these millions of dollars. And that Spider-Man Broadway production. <laughs> like, what do you, you just jump on any You know, he's everything. using his pale skin, but he's not really a true Caucasian. This man has something in him like Brazilian or something like that. He's not a true I Caucasian. But just go to show you, skin color is the thing. Also, uh, Marjorie Green. Of course, yeah. Is that her name, Green? Marjorie Taylor Green. Yeah, it's, of course, he's just, you ever see her close up? Damn, she's ugly. Phew, yeah. Lord she's just mercy. wacky. She's a mess. Uh, who else you got on the list tonight? We got, uh, wow, so many damn people. Uh, Your boy Trump, Kettle, of course. Yeah. Kettle, what were those two guys that tried to pass that, uh, introduce that bill or whatever Carlos it was? Carlos Gonzalez and Judith Garcia. Yeah. They're on the kiss it list for, uh, the thing with the prison organ oh, donation, yeah. oh that's Lord. what they're on the kitchen yeah, that, for. Yeah, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that craziness. And then, well, you know, a lot of these people are in, in, in prisons that are, uh, you know, what do they call those funded prisons or what do they call them? Private prisons. Private, Private prisons, owned. yeah. I think they had a segment of that in that show, uh, the final chapter of, uh, remember the, the guy that uh, Neil Long was dating? In that movie, that was his investment. The movie, what's that movie called? The uh, the final Best chapter. Man. Best, Best Man. Best Man. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Neil Long's uh, mm. 
guy in that movie. Oh, that was? was that was his. Name. I thought you said you saw that red one. I did, but I don't no, recall were, anything no, about you, you prison must have been drunk. He was, right. No, he the guy that she was dating. He was he, that was that was his little gig that she oh, found out oh, about. Okay. She was pissed off about that that he was sponsoring that. So okay. Anyway, um, his name was Demetrius in the show too. Oh, okay. That you said you saw. Anyway. Let's get off of red wine. Seattle, come okay. get us. Tennessee State <laughs> Senator, his name is Frank Nicely, yeah, and uh, State Representative uh, Paul Sherrell, uh, both Republicans, for introducing a bill to rename part of a street representing uh, John Lewis Way, all right, to President Trump Boulevard, portion of the street that uh, once ends at uh, Martha the King Boulevard. So they trying to take they trying to take John Lewis's name off yes. and put Trump's name they on? They wanted to take it off of a portion of the street that's now named after John Lewis. I tell you, they want everything. they, they want, want the everything. part that goes right up to Martin Luther King But Highway, you know what? I mean, Let me Boulevard. tell you something. Like, I, tell like, you, like I was telling you earlier, happens. is that these people want it, but they want to keep what they have. You know, I'm not talking about all white folks. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But the majority of you motherfuckers is off the chain. Anyway, uh, Armar, Aramark, food service vendors, okay, for serving chicken, waffles, and watermelon in honor of Black History Month to students in uh, Nyack Middle School without notifying the school that they uh, changed the menu to that. They later apologized for their racial insensitivity. Well, that's how you look at it. I like chicken, I like waffles, and I like watermelon, so fuck it, I ain't mad at it. Shit, I'm spooked. Yeah, but you know, that's just like when they start with that monkey stuff. But anyway, no, I wouldn't even look at as racist as somebody told me. Anyway, Colorado Hospital for no longer allowing women to uh, get their tubes tied after C-section births or otherwise, mostly Catholic-run hospital. So yeah, now they're people. saying that we're not going to do this procedure anymore. We're not going to do it, and it's like, okay, you don't want them to have abortions now. When they want to have their tubes tied, you want to shut that down too. I mean, what do y'all want? They want the whole world to just be overpopulated with children that folks didn't want to have, and then everybody will be running around with guns. There you go. Mm. Anybody else on the kids? In the fifth uh, U.S. District Appeals Court for allowing people accused of domestic violence to legally own guns. Mm. That's foolishness. Mm. Oh, boy. Uh, Yeah, that's very uh, impartial because, like I said, they – Everything from a sex offender's point of view, they don't, they don't even, they don't give, they don't allow them to do shit. How are you gonna let like domestic, you know domestic violence? Anybody in their at? right mind would say, well, that sounds problematic, but they don't seem to think so. Kettle, anybody else? Nope, you covered everybody. Mm-mm. Is that it, Papa Didi? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have a special, special. Black history gift for everybody on this week's list. Kiss my entire
All right, welcome back to John Party. I'm your host, Papa DJ. I'm here with Kettle. Hello. And Red Wine. Bonsoir, darling. And it's time for the last word. What's your last word, Papa Didi? Um, first of all, uh, I want to send out condolences to the family of um, Anthony Lowe's. He's a double amputee that the cop shot in California. Although oh, he, yeah. had, he had stabbed somebody himself. But this man was going in the other direction. He still had a knife in his hand, but he was heading in another direction, hobbling on his double amputee legs. Hobbling now. You know, this man gets a lot of practice walking like that because he was getting down the street. And they told him to stop and drop the knife and all that. But one of them, as usual, overzealous white cops pull the trigger because they feel like black folks are a very disposable race of people and you're supposed to just throw the vacuum over our ass and suck us up like a vacuum cleaner. But every time I see white folks that do horrendous shit, they come out with handcuffs on their ass, which I don't understand for the life of me. So, you know, let's let's just pull out some condolences for him in his life. You know, he's dead. And uh, he got shot in the back. Run away, waving the gun at, waving the knife as he was running away. But he had no fucking legs, so you could have. I don't know. I thought anyway. they said he threw the knife at the cops. Yeah, that was Something. what he said. I never seen a knife come out of hand, but know. I saw that bullet come out of that gun. Yeah, that was crazy. Anyway, my last word is just you know condolences with that brother, and you know he should have been locked up, tackled or some shit. You can get a knife out of his hand, shit. Throw a fucking rope or something. Do a you know, yeah. you know, do something. There's no way that you be, should not what be about able to that somebody you should have been tased. You could have tased his ass, you know, but nah, you gonna fucking throw it. Could have been down. able to catch him. Yeah, exactly. But anyway. Anyway, okay. It's just a mess. Oh boy. My last word is: Black History Month did not just be another opportunity for commercialism. I, I got a. Uh, email today from a department store. Mm-hmm. I won't mention their name. And they're all talking about it. Black History Month. Mm-hmm. Take a look at some of these products that are black owned. Have we marked well, up? Well, where were y'all about these products uh, the other 11 months of the year? How come I have to wait till February to find out, oh, you do have black owned products in your big department store? That now you want to tell me about, and now you want me to spend my money because it's Black History Month. Was it anything different, or was it the the classic? Uh, it co- was, you know, like black hair care products. Cocoa butter and, and Bonner Brothers and uh, shit. You know, products along that line. Oh, hair God. care products, things of this nature. Afro sheen, Afro and, and my whole point is, you know what? Just because you're pushing it on me now in the month of February, I will not buy it now. If I want to support black-owned businesses, I do it anyway. But I am not going to do it specifically because a department store wants to tell me, oh, now, get on the bandwagon. How about you kiss my grip? Get some of this nigga shit. That's my last word. Anyway. What's your last word? Okay. Okay. I got quite a bit tonight. Uh, You finished? (laughs) Yeah, I'm done. Did I have more to say? Nope. Oh, okay. Um, I was going to say, let's stop being sensitive or shocked by what people say. Also, mm-hmm. um, let's stop accepting black racism remarks. If it does not relate to you, ignore it. And also, 
Um, black is 365 days, and we already know the black experience. So um, everybody else just need to catch up. It ain't black. Y'all need to catch up what's going on. So I think what you just said, Red Wine, about um, these stores telling you different things, mm-hmm. ignore it and let the other non-black person deal with that or go to that, run to that uh experience. Let them handle Amen. that. So that's, that's my last word. Amen. Thank you. Right. I, I mm-hmm. co-sign that and agree 100%. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. And another shout out to Lizzo to get them right, to, um, to a, she won her appeal. She's going to mm-hmm. trademark that phrase because I'm sure People are using that phrase 24-7. You know, but they deny a lot of black folks mm-hmm. from doing that. I'm sure they They did. really do because somebody, they want to give it to somebody else. Because one of the first person who really did it was uh, Pat Riley, who was the owner of the Lakers. Not the owner, but he was one of the uh, presidents of the Lakers and now he's president of the uh, Miami Heat. Mm-hmm. He, he quoted that phrase when the Lakers won it three-peat. He owns oh, that yeah, now, yeah. three-peat. Mm-hmm. Three three championships. Anyway, I, I want to pay homage. I'm sorry. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, damn, I lost my chance. So it'll come back to me in a second. What were you gonna say, Kevin? Right. While he's thinking. Uh, I was gonna ride on with with Lizzo. Um, they didn't realize that it was um, um, her. Uh, I guess her saying that it was from her album. So I guess once they found out that she was attached to it, they said okay. Yeah, you can't deny Lizzo. Yeah, he's big. Right, right. So, yeah. So that that was a plus. So that's all. Okay. Did you think of it yet, Property? No, I lost that thought. It was a good thought too, but uh, I I guess I'm sorry. You You want to give a shout out to somebody or something like that? Yeah, it was uh, it was it was something that was it was pretty heavy, but I I I lost it. Didn't you have another condolence? I thought you said it was another condolence. Oh, uh, just two things. Mm-hmm. Uh, today they consider Michael Jack, Michael, Michael Jack, Michael Jordan Day because it's two three two three. It's mm-hmm. the uh, second month, third oh. day okay. of two thousand twenty three. So they're calling it uh, Michael Jordan Day. And also, oh, okay. uh, one more thing, uh, LeBron James. Oh, I think he only needs like sixty nine more points to pass Kareem Abdul-Jabbar for scoring the most points in the NBA. Oh, okay. So he's okay. six. So start watching basketball games with the Lakers because it's going to be a bit. They think he's going to do it in a couple of nights against Milwaukee Bucks, and that's the one of the biggest honors you can have by scoring the most points in the National Basketball Association. Right now, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar owns that, and LeBron is about to take that over. And uh, I think he's going to retire after that. All right. And one more thing to the Ireland family in Philadelphia. My uh, my neighbors, you know, when we go back to the street we was raised on, uh, their funeral was Sunday in Philadelphia, uh, just like my parents. Uh, their, the gentleman that passed away, he was born in 1926, around the same year as my parents was born. And uh, they were they lived on the middle of the block of the street I was raised on, and their last name was Ireland. And uh, his funeral's coming up. He was born in 1926, and he died mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. And his funeral's uh, Sunday in a couple of days. So God bless the Ireland family and uh, all our love and sympathy and condolences to you guys. Amen. All right, to his wife, Evelyn, and his children, uh, Lisa, Charles, 
and Kia. Those All are people right. I raised with as a child. Okay, thank you. Well, that does it for us. We're going to get on out of here. We'll find a fire to stand around and warm up on because it's about 20 degrees out there. Mm-hmm. So everybody stay warm, stay safe, and celebrate your history. Celebrate your blackness. Celebrate your ancestors. Celebrate you. That's it for yeah. us. In the Pro Bowls this weekend, flag oh. football this week. What is they got that? Peyton Manning and uh, Eli Manning coaching teams, and they're not even tackling each other. They're playing, joke, they're playing flag football like they're 12 years old. So this is what we've been reduced to. But that's this weekend, and next <laughs> next weekend my Eagles are in the Super Bowl. Bowl. We'll How about, about that? that next we'll talk about that next All right. Say goodnight, Papa Didi. Good night, everybody. Go Eagles. <laughs> and this is Red Wine saying goodnight. Say goodnight, cattle. Good night, 365 Black. It is. Uh, thanks for hanging with us tonight. We'll do it again next week. Happy Black History. We're out. Initiating shutdown sequence. Is it all over, Rock? I guess so. I bid you farewell, arrivederci, sayonara, and all that sort of cheers. Well, when you, I say when you gotta go, you gotta go. Well, good night. Dabiko, sana. I regret to announce this is the end. I'm going now. Good night and good luck. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Now give me a kiss and say good night. Good night. Good night. Thank you. Goodbye now. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you for attending our show. And good night. Oh,